Club, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the upper 80s. North winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 60. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 65. Good morning. Still heavy traffic here, but it's moving 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. All that traffic flow headed towards Davidson County. We've seen a couple of wrecks out here this morning, and they moved them pretty quickly, and that's good. Traffic's on the increase as well, 840 over towards uh, Williamson County. True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call them now at 240-2811. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We're loud, we're proud, we're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Hey guys, good morning. We got, we were in the hallway, Bud Brandon and I were talking to one of the uh, good people that's over here at Adams Place. And we just got caught up in a conversation and couldn't stop. I mean, it's unbelievable. But, you know, every day, Bud, Brandon, is a good day. It is special. And it's like I've been blessed that I don't really have any time constraints on me. And I love to talk to people, as you know, and I can't stop. And we had the best time over at Parsley's last Saturday with Charles Brandon. And every time he would introduce himself to people that are over there, probably already they were kin to him, I'm sure, right. most of them in Cannon County, uh, they thought that he was the sheriff. Yes, yes. Yeah. Charlie would have made a great sheriff, wouldn't he? He would have. He's passionate and compassionate. And, uh... <laughs> and uh, you've been there, how long now? Is it much over a year? Eight or nine months. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, and uh, mm-hmm. things are pretty tight over in Cannon County, aren't they? When you have a small community, um, it's tough to stay up with everything that goes on. And uh, the uh, the tax rate very rarely will will extend upwards. 
and, and there are so many things that that go on and i don't want you to get into that conversation but it, it's tough to run a very small community with hardly any businesses going on there at all obviously it, yeah, yeah. I, and we're so blessed over here in rutherford county mm -hmm. that everything has grown to a point where um taxes very uh, rarely will fluctuate one way or the other and still able to take care of everything right and i think rutherford county uh, Harry Gill, who's a good friend of you and I, yeah, um, you know they're building. I bet for the last 20 years, one school a year at least. At least 20 one, years, yeah, maybe 25 years. Yeah, and when you're able to to meet those responsibilities, you've got a pretty well-run community, yeah. and uh, we still have that friendly atmosphere here in Rutherford County. They still have the the friendly atmosphere in Cannon County. But it's very difficult if you don't change with uh, the all the things that are going on that you have to be able to respond to. And I thoroughly enjoyed being over at Parsley's, except for the heat. The heat was unbelievable. But uh, meeting everybody, I hadn't seen Andy Bryson, and I couldn't even remember when. I know it's been quite a few years, but... Of course, Andy hadn't changed a bit. And all the other people that were there, I got a little down at one point when I started remembering Ben Cates because you'd almost always see Ben over at Parsley's at some time during the day. And, yes, sir. And Mr. Harris, and, mm -hmm. and uh, he, he, I don't think he comes there much anymore, if ever. Right. I don't know. He's in, in the Woodbury Nursing Home. Yeah. I went to visit him. Uh, about a month ago. Oh, did you? And took Karen Todd King with me. Uh -huh. You had to get an appointment to go and see him, and I, I'm so glad. It was one of the best days I've had since I've lived in Cannon County to go and sit with him and talk to him, and he's still sharp as yeah. a pencil, and um, we talked. I took him a scorebook, an old scorebook, mm -hmm. uh, where I think they were runner-up that year, and and uh, I thought he would he would enjoy the names and the games and have some uh, remembrance of that. I'm sure he will. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, but one of the highlights of it, I asked him, I said, well, Coach, you, you've been in a lot of tight games, state mm -hmm. championship game. Who's the best coach that you've ever coached against? I knew you was going to bring that one up. <laughs> and, of course, he said right off, Campbell Brandon. Campbell Brandon, yeah. <laughs> Good old Rutherford County boy. Uh, you're, you, uh, the seeds of your family were in Rutherford County. and But you haven't really spent that much time here, have you? Not really, except for going to, going to college and, and visiting relatives um, from, I guess, four years old on. Yeah. Um, but I've watched it grow. I've watched it grow, and it's uh, unbelievable. And I know everybody, some people say, well, I've been here since... 1980, uh, and I was born in 60, so I can recall, you know, I was six and seven years old, and yeah. the U-Haul places you come in, 231, I believe it was Kroger's, the first Kroger's. Yeah, yeah. You can remember that? Yes, sir. Goodness gracious. Well, see, I, Charlie and I go way back even beyond that, because, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about our childhood, and our families, of course, everybody knew everybody else back in 
those particular days when Little League and, and all those things first started, organized ball and uh, playing for Mr. Pate and the things that uh, really meant a lot to us as we grew up in this community. I did not realize that you guys had so many contacts, families in Cannon County. That, that kind of surprised me because uh, a lot of the Brandons and and uh, I think y'all mentioned some uh, other uh, kin people that um, uh, I, I didn't have a clue. Well, Miss Spry, we, we go to church with Miss Spry. Uh -huh. She was a Brandon, which is Deb Ensel's mother. Yeah. And 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 Tim Spry at the bank. Uh, so I bet with her a couple. Now say times. that again, because a lot of people don't know that. Okay. De Deb and Deb Rick both were raised in Cannon County. Yes, and I believe I believe uh, Rick uh, grew up on Doolittle Road. Uh huh. And That's not too far from where we were. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. Sir. And uh, but <clears throat> uh, and and Deb had told me that she knows a lot about all this history. I'd like to sit down with her too because I've kind of gotten far away from uh, some roots. So that's very interesting. Get a little bit older, those type things. Uh, are more interesting and and actually uh simpson cemetery mm -hmm. we live about three miles from simpson cemetery we're at the top of our family tree cornelius brandon is buried there mm -hmm. uh we're talking about 1850 1855 and and uh but but it's it's really neat to meet people alvin brandon was down there oh got to talk to him a long time and got to talk to him and and i'm, I'm gonna get with him and talk with him more and then his son, I was told, is a good friend of mine, uh, Randy Denny, uh, who lives in Murfreesboro and one of my college roommates. Mm -hmm. He's friends with John Mark Brandon, and that's Alvin's son. So there's just all kinds. Of, I've enjoyed the people there and getting to know people, and and uh, uh, just and then not far from Murfreesboro, we're 15 minutes from from South Boulevard. So. Kind of in the readable community, and it's just, it's just, and in parsley's, I, I'm gonna do a little commercial for them. They've got the fried pies that my grandmother made, my great grandmother made, and uh, pizzas are awesome. And the fish on Fridays is, uh, that's awesome. It's just really good. You know, food. us stopping there, if they were ever having any financial trouble at all at parsley's, they don't have to worry about it after Saturday. Charlie bought out the half of the house. It was unbelievable. Uh, Charlie and I played football. Charlie was one of the best football players to come out of Murfreesboro Central and uh, uh, just been a good friend after all these years. Our class of 59 was a super class. I went to the reunion. It was unbelievable, the uh, successful people who have uh, Bob Mifflin and you can oh, go gosh, yeah. Sally, Sally Casey and we can go on and on and it, to me and y'all had Sally so much in, was Sally in our class yes sir mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. bless her heart so I've really been blessed to be able to meet she, she's, she's left us she's gone to Franklin County right that's where she lives now <laughs> but you know our, our class still keeps up with each other mm -hmm. and, and, and it's amazing uh, Marsha uh, Littlefield uh well, actually, let's go on out to the Porterfield, too. Marsha Littlefield Porterfield takes care of us. She lets us know when anything uh, important happens to one of the other of all of us, mm -hmm. she lets everybody know, which is amazing. And uh, uh, we 
our class has stayed fairly healthy. I think we've lost close to 50 of our class mm -hmm. out of a 180 something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we never know which one of us is going to be next, but, uh, we, we kind of look forward to the day that we can all be together one day. Hopefully our class was really, really special. I mean, I still remember the day that we, uh, uh, uh actually the night that we graduated and, uh, we all stood in a circle and sang old Lang Syne. Isn't that something? Uh, I mean, after all those years, it, it's it's amazing. But that's part of what makes our communities special. And you, you go to a lot of cities, nobody knows it. They don't even know who their next-door neighbor is. But yeah. you come into Rutherford County, and you become a part of a great family. And, yes, and that's pretty special. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've, you know, my mama she said nancy brandon she said you know bud you've always wanted to live back over there in in rutherford county and and uh and that that kind of has happened through going to cannon county high school and and coaching there and then from there uh, you know you're right i'm right there at rutherford county and i've and like i said the parsley's and you can mm -hmm. go there and you go to different places read furniture store on the square and 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 got to meet him and mm -hmm. i can't recall his first name but uh, you know, there's just a lot of friends here that you don't see a whole lot uh, when you live in Lebanon, uh, but except for the state tournament. It's like a family reunion when you go to the state tournament. You see people who maybe have come to uh, the state tournament every year for 40 and 50 years, 50 yeah. years, you know, and that, that's really special to go to the state tournament and something that was uh, probably missed a little bit here lately. It's kind of changed the rhythm a little bit through COVID, but uh, that's really special times, just, you know, uh, once a year going to the state tournament. You know what I relate, you and your dad, Harry Gill, uh, uh, Rick Ensel, all of y'all have some type of special quality that makes you stand out. And, and I guess the closest thing that I can relate to you guys is the movie Hoosiers. When the coach comes in, it, it's just almost an impossible task. Everybody's against him. Uh, anything he does is going to be standing out in, in a negative way. Uh, everybody in the whole town knows coaching better than he or she does. And and uh, that's a pretty tough thing to overcome, isn't it? It because, is. It is. It uh, is. Um, uh, of course, of course, winning cures all that. Of course. And uh, um, but 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 you're right. Uh, it, it's um, uh, you, you go into a program or you go into a community and you have to have discipline at the top. Yeah. You know, and if you don't have that, you you, you can't build uh, what what's supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. But if you look at uh, people like Rick Ensel and. Nick Saban, mm -hmm. um, uh, some you know, just just your your coaches who year in year out. Pat Head, Pat Head, all these people. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them were raised rurally. Yeah, almost all of them. When you get right down You're to it, you're exactly right. And uh, uh, they were they were raised to work hard and 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 had the discipline and and uh, and that's what it takes. Uh, uh, I, I was reading um, something on, on social network where uh, Coach Ensel was having the camps over there, mm -hmm. and he was talking about how to be a, a great ball player. If you want to be a great ball player, if you want to play in Murphy Center, yeah, 
hard work. Yeah. That's what it takes, you know. Structure, structure. Right. And whenever a coach tells you to run from here to Knoxville, you run from here to Knoxville. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Pat, she had, as you remember, had a lot of her players were wanting to quit after the first week or two mm -hmm. because it was so tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, ladies weren't supposed to be able to stand up to all that type mm -hmm. of punishments you might say mm -hmm. but uh to this day i have never heard when they ask some, uh, uh, one of her players to talk about pat they start crying because they loved her so much yeah. and, and and it impacted their lives in a way that was so positive uh, pat had uh summit if you want to put mm -hmm. the, her, her husband's name mm -hmm. in there uh she could have been president of the United States, and and the success rate of this country would be just remarkable. I, I have thought the same thing along the lines of what you're. That I think that's that's one thing we're lacking in in political leadership positions is somebody who makes that stand and takes the stand, mm -hmm. and people follow uh, follow that. Uh, but but sometimes I think cultures may not like discipline they don't like you know they uh but like but the Nick, people who had such a hard time in their young lives mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. far as their culture or whatever mm -hmm. once they got a taste of what she was teaching it made all the difference in the world to them because everybody was equal everybody had to stand up to the same type of discipline and she would not let anybody out of it. I mean, everybody, because she told them, I want you to be not only successful in basketball, but I want you to be successful in life. And every one of her uh, players uh, graduated at UT right. w with high marks, right. which is amazing. Right. And two Saturdays ago, I was at an, in, in Shebable at, at the Rick Ensel Gymnasium. They mm -hmm. named the gym after him. And... And um, I sat there, and that was that was uh, heard good stories. Mm -hmm. um, and if you if you take a, a someone who played for Rick Ensel, and then went on and played for Pat Summit, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, and they were close. That's R right. Rick and yeah, Pat. Yes, they were. And uh, um, and then Tiffany Woosley, I thought about her. Oh gosh. Now, now Tiffany. Um, uh, and we talked about this a little bit. She played for Rick and then went on and played for Pat. Mm -hmm. And she's been successful in life. Yeah. I mean, she's running a, 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 some type of a nursing agency. And mm -hmm. I think at one time she was doing some contracting on million-dollar homes. I mean, so, so people who've gone through that, gone through the fire, uh, they become successful, successful in life, too, because of discipline and hard work. Yeah. How how do you look at players? You, you you look at them as a team, but you also look at them individually mm -hmm. uh, as a a person, mm -hmm. and, and you look at what all their skills are and all the things that could make them successful. How are you able to blend all of that? Because it's not an easy thing to do. You want them, first of all, to be mm -hmm. a team, mm -hmm. and since you're the coach of whatever mm -hmm. team that is. But then again, there are they have their own gifts in, in a way that they can follow a certain trail and become yep. successful in their lives. Yep. And that takes time. Yeah. You, know, you can't you can't do that in in 
five months. Yeah. You know, because they have to trust you and what you're doing, and I have to get to know them. And then, and then there comes a part where there's probably some separation. You'll have some that don't want to go down that path, so they mm-hmm. go find a volleyball or or something like that that they can do, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but but basketball is a tough it's a tough sport. I mean, you know, there's not another. I always tell our players. Uh, there's not another sport that you have to dribble, pass, shoot, play defense, on and on and on and on. It's a, it's a high-skilled – you just don't get it overnight. And I think, you know, today's uh, younger people really don't get that. Yeah. You know, the, uh, and they want it immediately, just like um, they, they want to listen to their song on the radio immediately, and they can't. Yeah. Well, when you and I were growing up, uh, we had to wait an hour maybe yeah. to hear that song and and uh, you know it's a it's a different day and time but once once they get bought into that and and you win uh everybody loves a winner yeah i was listening i, I can't remember yeah i think it was on the radio station here one of the uh, sports people sports announcers was talking about mtsu and and the things that the money sports like he was mentioning football, and he was also mentioning men's basketball. Mm-hmm. And I never did hear him say women's basketball. And if anybody has been a supporter of MTSU sports, women's basketball is right there at the top. I, I, I have seen just as many people there supporting the Lady Raiders as I have the, the men's basketball. And I think, and a lot of the people that go to the games are older people, and I'm talking about uh, maybe a little bit younger than me on up, and uh, th- that's a big thing because women's sports pretty much mirrors men's sports as far as basketball <clears throat> is concerned. When we all used to go to the games and watch the games from high right. school all the way up, right, and. I think they're equal now, to be perfectly honest with you. I think ladies, uh, we've had so many great, just like Rick, Rick right there at the top of the level. You mentioned Harry Guild. Uh, it, it, it goes on and on and on right here in in, um, in Middle Tennessee, where it is uh, ladies' uh, basketball is at the top of the game here in Middle Tennessee. There's no doubt and, about it. And has been for 40 or 50 years, if not yeah. longer. Um, your daddy uh, uh, was a uh, was right at the top of the list, and he was um, he was a lot of fun. But you have to have a different personality to be able to be as successful as they were. Well, you have to understand yeah. that they know the process, and uh, and there are some coaches that that we've talked about who who knew the process. Yeah. Um, but but back in. Uh, and I think Coach Ansel mentioned this on your show uh, a few weeks ago uh, when he was at Shelville that didn't have many stands. Yeah. The girls' basketball. Yeah. He, he changed that. Uh, also, I, I can recall growing up in, in Lebanon, same thing. The girls' game happened. Maybe even the Shelville Lebanon game they would play. And then yeah. after the girls' game, a lot of people would leave. Yeah. The, the girls' game was, the, was, was uh, what a lot of people came for. And uh, John Wooden, uh, I've got an article on what he said, and, and this is in his later years, that the only true form of basketball left 
is the girls' game. Yeah. Well, there. I think this is my opinion. Uh, girls' basketball. I think. I think more coaching can go on there. Mm-hmm. More X's and O's can go on there. And and if you coach girls' basketball, you can go down on one end with a good team, with mm-hmm. a team that that's that's. Drink, drinking the Kool-Aid here and, and yeah. wanting to be a great team. You could go down here and work with your post players, turn over here and go to your, your point guards and look down there. They're still doing the same drill they're supposed to be doing like they're supposed to do. Yeah. Do you know, so. Uh, well, I was watching, of course, it, it's my favorite sports movie is Hoosiers. And, and the way he comes in, uh, he d- gets very little support from the community. Which, which that is not an unusual thing yes, when nobody knows who you are or anything like that. They don't know your personality, and they're used to everybody doing something the same way. Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. you get somebody that comes in that changes who is very structured, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, nobody can understand why he's making them do this. You, you kind of get that feeling almost anywhere you go, don't you, if you're not com- exactly from that community. Exactly. And, and I remember the old, um, the the uh, when we when all the community would have their tournaments here at, at MTSU, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it would be all the little small uh, schools versus the uh, Kind of like uh, in Hoosiers when they go play the big game, Murfreesboro Central was the big school. Right. And then you had all the country schools that would come in. Did you have that same thing over in Wilson's County? Oh, yeah. Was it, was it pretty much similar to what without the, the major college there? It was. I've been able to reflect a lot in the past month or two. Um, uh, you know, w- when, you, when you begin a program – as we did at Wilson Central, mm-hmm. uh, second and third year. You now we we were doing pretty good, yeah, you know, pretty good. Got the state tournament the third year, mm-hmm. um, but 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 there were people administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would say, does he does he really know what he's doing? I mean, are we sure we got the right guy here? That kind of talk even went doesn't on. that drive you crazy? Yeah, that kind of <laughs> that kind of talk went on there. Yeah. So um, like I said, winning cures it all, but. Um, uh, that happened there, and of course, I've, I've said this uh, humbly. I don't think there's been another program in a brand new school who had the success we did in a decade. Yeah, you know, it just it, it was a very blessed experience. Um, but uh, anything, as they say, anything that you get easy usually isn't worth having. You're exactly right, and that's something. That, it, I, I look back on my life just like i would look back on campbell and and all the people that uh were very fortunate to good have, have the good lord behind them and and uh giving them um the the bits and pieces that they needed to complete the puzzle of success that that is uh that's pretty special and and your dad oh my goodness um did he ever kind of give you a hint at all of what he thought was the two or three things that made him go uh, in a uh, direction of so much success over the years? Because he had to have a way 
of communicating that to the ladies that played for him? Well, I've been told told the stories, but first of all, he did he he never quit learning mm-hmm. from other coaches. You know, when he first got into it, he went to Pusher Howell that was in Smyrna. Oh yeah, new and, Pusher well. And uh, but the thing about it, I watched through through my life, mm-hmm. the same thing happened to him. Yeah. Other coaches came to him when they got into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Gill, for example, came came to him. That's another story within itself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, and even when Coach Ensel first got the job at Shelbyville, I'll, I'll never forget that us going over there and they talk. They would sit and talk and share ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Coach Halfacre at Gainesboro, same thing and. Uh, I was just a kid, but nine and ten years old, and this is before the very first girls' basketball summer camp. Yeah, was in Wallen, Tennessee, and uh, gosh, that's a great memory. And and uh, it, that yeah, it was really a really special memory there. And and you had Pat Webb, you had about seven or eight teams, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe ten, that I can recall that came went to that first camp. And, uh, uh, you know, you just go up there for the – it was a week long, too. You went up, mm. you went up on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and you left on Saturday. Wow. And you would play two, three games a day. And uh, uh, that, 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 that uh, and of course, had the creek, the creek down below mm-hmm. um, the school. And uh, – I think it was on a Thursday night, where uh, this was just the way it was in in those days. They they uh, they told the younger players, "Hey, there's a dance on Thursday night, and Coach Brandon's gonna take us to the dance down at this other school." Mm-hmm. So the girls they they get kind of dolled up a little bit, whatever the younger ones, <laughs> and they would drive down through there and pull off on the park side, mm-hmm. little park. There, close to the river, and uh, there was an initiation, which you know that's that's uh, today an initiation, an initiation, and it was kind of like that's just the way it was. Uh, you call, hazing initiation, you know, and and uh, they would they would uh, not do anything that to really hurt them, you yeah. Know, it, but it was just part of it, you know. Yeah, you were one of them when that happened. Now. That that today is kind of like a rite of passage, right? I think so. I think yeah. so. And after it's all said and done, nobody quit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything like that. And uh, but that's a great memory for me because now, I mean, you don't you better not mention the word initiation or hazing or anything oh, gosh, today. Kind of it kind of gets out of hand a little bit. Yes, in, in some of the places. Mm-hmm. But but I but Fred Shelton from from Lewisburg, one of the Great coaches too. He, mm-hmm. he's he's in the Hall of Fame also, and uh, all these coaches just they learn from each other. Is yeah. I guess what I was uh, going to. They uh, and and I think those coaches who get in it and they they win quick and they think they know everything, they don't mm-hmm. stay in it long. But things change so much. I was talking to one of my buddies this uh, morning at the coffee shop. Uh, Ron Washington was a very good ball player here. And and as things change, you know, coaches have had to change Mm -hmm. because of uh, 
uh, kids can't relate to that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think back, you know, I think maybe it shouldn't be the coaches and, and all the other people changing. It should be the kids because a structured uh, kid, uh, male or female, seems to be, always be more successful than those that are pretty much given a, a free ride or whatever along the way because they have been born with certain skills and things right. like that. And uh, um, I remember when Michael Jordan was playing, I believe it was for North Carolina uh, years right. ago. Uh, after he was given a, um, a lesson on how to conduct himself and how certain things to do uh, to make him better, he became one of the greatest ever. I mean, he he was uh, he was given a uh, door opening uh, event to let's let's really uh, look at what your gifts are and let's make them better. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's the story of life, you might say. It is. And, and a coach is the most important person in a young kid's life when they were born with God-given gifts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. unbelievable. And it makes them a better person. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the way that a person reacts to things will make that person more successful and people will like them a whole lot more That's if, right. if That's they right. follow that standard. I've, I've, I've said the same thing. Uh, life isn't easy. No. You're going to have tough experiences, and it's not what happens to you. Yeah. It's how you're going to handle it. Yeah. You know, it's... Do you remember? There's two events I remember where I really respected the coaches, and, and everything went down for them because of the way that the media treated them afterwards. And mm -hmm. the people looked at it, and they said, oh, this is awful. Remember when Woody Hayes was playing... Uh, he was a coach in Ohio State, and he got so upset because one of the players was fixing to go by him, and he reached out and slugged the guy, poor guy. And it it really wasn't the right thing to do, but he was so caught up in the game. Yes. And, and uh, of course, they got rid of him, and I and I wanted him I wanted him to be punished a little bit, but I didn't want him to fire him right. it's not that i loved ohio state i didn't right but i saw that particular event and i said oh my gosh and, and then the coach of indiana basketball when uh they were playing in uh what was it was it the olympics or whatever and he he got so angry that his players he picked his chair up and threw it all the way across the uh, court over there and then they punished him. And I said, oh, God. I think it was a referee. I may be wrong. I think it was the call. Yeah, it may have been. It's just a good thing he didn't hit the official with the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but life is life. We're all going to do things that, that we shouldn't do That's or right. whatever. And, and we can get caught up in something like that, a, a sporting event. And it seems like everything goes south on you. But uh, um, people have to look at their own self when you become judgmental at somebody else when they do something. And in, in right. basketball, 
I mean, you're right there in front of them. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like baseball. Anything you do, you're you're right. They've got you uh, honed in when something right. happens. You know, one thing I, I was reading this last night on Nick Saban, and I think I see that happening with some other coaches who are highly successful like him and great leaders and mm -hmm. disciplinarians. He has brought in coaches who have been successful, but it's 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 tough to keep it just going, you know, hitting all cylinders. Yeah. But he's hired he hired Lane Kiffin and he's hired Butch Jones. He's hired all these people. And I know for a fact Rick Ensel's doing the same thing. He's trying to help people. Yeah. I love Rick. I mean, yep. he is super. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bud Brandon. This is Ron Hall. When the unexpected happens, Farrah Construction can help you, whether there's a vehicle in your business or your home that's not supposed to be there. It's in the news, a car through the front door. We can board it up where the place is secure and deal with your insurance company to get it back to its previous condition. When the unexpected happens, call Farrah Construction Company. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Call 615-893-6120. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at getsthealthcare.com. Historic Downtown Murfreesboro Sip, Shop, and Stroll event Thursday, June 17th from 5 to 8 p.m. It's a ladies' night out with unique boutiques and restaurants staying open late for your summer shopping and entertainment downtown. Over 20 locally owned businesses will be open and providing treats for you when you stroll around downtown with your friends. Local artists and musicians will be set up around the square on Thursday, June 17th from 5 to 8 p.m. Follow Main Street Murfreesboro's Facebook page for more information. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoked wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. Are you looking for a different kind of bank? Open your eyes to a credit union. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help hardworking Americans achieve their financial goals faster. And because we're owned by our members, you get a piece of the pie. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to open your first account and see how we help when others won't. Insured by NCUA. It's about that time again for the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale coming up July 16th through the 18th. $7 gets you in all weekend as you shop unique rugs, jewelry, custom furniture, fine linens, and much, much more. Parking is free and food and beverages are available for purchase inside the venue. Catch all the action this year at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center on 1660 Middle Tennessee Boulevard in Murfreesboro. Your next great find is waiting for you at the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale July 16th through the 18th. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. 
There's another new scam taking place in Tennessee. This time, a con artist is presenting himself as a representative of a human trafficking task force. The scheme reportedly uses the phone numbers of the Tennessee Human Trafficking Hotline, as well as a number associated with the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department. The caller, who reportedly identifies himself as Ryan McLean, tells the person who answers that their number was found on the cell phone of a human trafficking victim, and if they want to have their name cleared, they need to pay a large sum of money. If you get that call, or calls like it, hang up and then report it directly to the TBI at 1-800-TBI-FIND or report it online. Murfreesboro resident Joe Liggett has filed a complaint with the Tennessee Registry of Election involving Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron. Liggett is asking for a full audit into Ketron's campaign account from the start of the election process to today. It was also requested all bank records surrounding the mayor's campaign account be made available to the public. A moderate pastor from Alabama will be the next president of the world's largest Baptist denomination. The Nashville-based Southern Baptist Convention elected Pastor Ed Litton yesterday during its annual meeting at the Music City Center. There was mixed reaction when Litton was announced as the next president, winning a runoff vote over Georgia ultra-conservative pastor Mike Stone. Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency says a new law with harsher penalties for boating under the influence starts next month. The TWRA says that the new law goes into effect July 1st and will bring boating under the influence penalties in line with those for driving under the influence. Law enforcement also plans to launch Operation Dry Water on July 4th, with officers out in larger numbers to enforce the new law. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. If you haven't been by Discount Mattress, stop on by. They're in their new home, 1647 Northwest Broad Street, next to Pinnacle Bank. You don't have to wait for big sales to save hundreds on a new mattress. Save now on top brands like Simmons, Serta, Englander, M. Lilly, and more. Their new warehouse, 1647 Northwest Broad Street, is absolutely stacked to the ceiling. So stop on in, same-day delivery or pickup at Discount Mattress, 1647 Northwest Broad, next to Pinnacle Bank. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the upper 80s. North winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 60. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 65. Classic kid movies are back this summer at Premier 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. $5 tickets include admission, drink, popcorn, and candy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for classic kid movies all summer. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
welcome back with Bud Brandon. You know, you, you're a lot of fun to be around. Uh, when we were over at Parsley's, everybody was coming over to our table and just wanted to be part of the conversation. And, uh, and I think some of it is we hadn't been there in a while. I know I haven't, but... Wait. But yeah. I used to go there all the time because I knew everybody in there. Yes, sir, you did. You, you, uh, from from uh, uh, Mr. Um, mentioned him earlier, uh, uh, Bryson. Yeah, Andy Bryson. Andy Bryson, and uh-huh. and uh, just you, you know, you knew everybody. And then somehow or another, I had a connection, or they. It's through sports. It's through basketball, and I tell I tell the players that type of thing. But you're your, your family tree also. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you know, if you if you if you play athletics, you'll have people across the state, the southeast, or whatever that you'll know all your life, and that's yeah. special. It's a uh, it's like you're part of a, a some type of um, special organization, just like when you're in the military. Uh, we all told each other when we got back home that we were going to stay in touch with each other. Mm-hmm. There, there's something about uh, uh, sports that draws you together very similar to being in the military. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, whether it's basketball or football or, or whatever, it, it, it will stick with you your whole life. And, and, and uh, I've noticed that, especially with coaches, you never – lose that relationship right and i and I, i've noticed also through the years people you may have adversity with and you mm-hmm. might not see eye to eye but once you sit down and the dust settles mm-hmm. 40 years later or 30 years or whatever those are the people that that you really admire yeah uh now i've seen i've seen i've seen a lot of that. I've, I've experienced it with with principals and that have been my leader and we might not see eye to eye and uh, 30 years later, we're like, you know, we really admire each other because we see both sides and, yeah. and that type of thing. Whereas if you don't ever speak up, you'll become a doormat and people yeah. will just keep on stepping on you. <laughs> well, you mentioned principles. There's something about listening to other people uh, about how they feel about things when you're trying to make changes. I remember... When we started the school resource officer uh, uh, program, most of the principals really bid on it quickly mm-hmm. because they could see how it could change the things that were the uh, the pecking order, you might say, in the schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, everyone I talked to, except for one. Uh, were very uh, adamant about wanting a school resource officer. One didn't, but I I sat down and talked to him for probably an hour and a half, and really respected him. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I really did. Mm-hmm. He he ran a pretty tight school, and we're talking about in, in the Smyrna area. <laughs> and uh, a, a, the more we talked, the more I understood how he how he was feeling about it right and uh i couldn't disagree with him and i i I told him after we got through talking i said now if you decide somewhere in the future that you would love to have a school resource officer program then we will do it i'll put you very first on the list and he thanked me and and, uh, appreciated listening to him Mm -hmm. and it wasn't long that he decided because he was seeing 
one of the things he was seeing how successful it was becoming in the other schools, mm-hmm. and it, it started changing the way that the kids thought and everybody else, and and how the relationship grew between the officers and 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 the students there, and uh, it, it it's one of those things that if you have that type of thoughtful respect for individuals, each one of you, it, it makes a big difference. And it it's not that much of an effort to see a, another person's side of what's going on and right. how they really feel. And to be perfectly honest with you, a, a principal, uh, he he's the king of the school. He makes the mm-hmm. decisions. You, The superintendent, of course, controls everything. But they allow the principals to make their schools a successful school. And we've been very fortunate here in Rutherford County. We have had some really great principals and teachers. And when they're working together, um, it, it, it makes it a, a, a special place to go and uh, become your uh, uh, successful point, you mm-hmm. might say. Mm-hmm. And, uh just like Larry Stewart, mm-hmm. you know, Larry Stewart was a great uh, basketball player. Mm-hmm. He really was, and but he was a better principal than he was a basketball player, and that's saying a lot. Wow! Because the kids absolutely loved him, and he respected them. He would look at their side and their family's side, and mm-hmm. and uh, make decisions accordingly. But he was always treated them in a respectful way and that that makes a big difference and they still will call him after all these years he follows them along to, to whatever their career is going and if, if they, they're having success or problems whatever he's there for them and and that's pretty uh pretty neat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're in in a in a community like like say rutherford county is or, or county county or whatever where everybody seems to um, respect other people. We don't have that many problems here in our community. And that's one reason I got rid of my uh, cable television. I didn't want to watch all the other chaos that was going on everywhere else. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. I think God's put his hand on Rutherford County. He really has. Yeah, that's uh, uh, the history here. Uh, is, as I've gotten older, I've found out more and more and I've, I've I've got a little theory here, which I I want to get with uh, maybe Greg Tucker. He could probably because he's a county historian, I believe. Yes, he's a county historian, and he loves the community. Okay, uh, of course we can go back to uh, Cannonsboro, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, right there off Broad, if anybody's not aware of it. Right, and uh, my grandmother was a Cannon, and that mm-hmm. is from the descent of that. Mm-hmm. But Cannon County. Newton Cannon is named after Cannon County. Mm-hmm. Is it, and I'm going to ask Greg, is it possible that people, settlers there in the 1850s, uh, did they migrate to Murfreesboro? Or did, or did that, that's my theory, that, they, that a lot of people from Cannonsboro migrated here. Uh, or did, or did um, uh, settlers start here and go to Cannon County? If that makes sense. And why would they want to do that? Well, <laughs> I'm teasing. Maybe I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
I think it's just where the opportunities opened up for them, right. one way or the other. I mean, uh, I, a lot of people from uh, Cannon County, uh, just like my my parents and grandparents, they were on the east side, and uh, they're around the Readable area, mm-hmm. uh, Cripple Creek mm-hmm. area, and uh, that's where uh, most of mine came from. My uh, granddaddy, not my great-granddaddy, but my granddaddy was born in 1863. That was during the war, mm-hmm. uh, during that particular time. So that's a long time ago. And mm-hmm. they had that uh, farm over there off of uh, right next to Cripple Creek. And uh, uh, my uh, grandmother... I think she was about 25 years younger than my granddaddy. They had 11 kids. Can you imagine that? But but they had they had that farm. Everybody worked hard back in those days. Right. I mean, uh, you you when you got up in the morning, you already had your chores or duties to take care of, whether you were uh, uh, 70 years old or or maybe nine or ten years old you had you had things to take care of and working was was not uh uh one of those well i don't want to do it mm-hmm. like you see kids in, in today mm-hmm. you did it i yep. mean that was yep. your responsibility and and then the doors would open up for other land places and and the kids would go there and or they would get married or whatever there were the very few places as far as businesses to work at back in those days. Mm-hmm. It really was. Mm-hmm. And you would migrate to those particular businesses. The thing about Cannon County is they don't seem to be very open to businesses coming into their community and uh, giving people mm-hmm. a, a place to mm-hmm. to, to go uh, work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they people in Cannon County will go to mm-hmm. Rutherford County or or uh, mm-hmm. Coffee County or Nashville or whatever. Well, the same thing happened in Lebanon because I worked uh, at a men's store on the square in Lebanon mm-hmm. and uh, Kane Sloan wanted to come in. And they fought that and it, they didn't come in. And then course, Kane Sloan was a, a big it, it, uh, it, it sure store was. at that time. It sure was. It's like Dillard's now or whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, But what happened was it doesn't matter, in my opinion, who who the superintendent is or the sheriff is or whatever. Uh, as you see, Mount Jet grabbed a hold of the opportunity and things came there. Yeah. Um, so, but what I understand with Cannon County, one thing that is holding it back is the is the sewer. The sewer does not run up John Bragg Highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been told that. I'm I'm learning a lot. You know, just about about Cannon County and you know why it it uh, I would say probably of all the surrounding uh, of of Rutherford County I would say probably Cannon County is probably uh, held back a little bit um, in those areas that we're talking about more than the rest of the surrounding. Of course, you got all those hills and the rock and all those that's things. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I think one day it will bust loose, just like we've got. Yep. Eagleville, uh, I still believe Eagleville is the de- the next uh, city. I mean, I'm talking about a big city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagleville is going to be that way one of these mm-hmm. days. And, and it's, it's a beautiful area. Uh, but uh, 
they won't stay the same. No, uh, no. It, it, we're, we're in an era where it, it's uh, businesses want to come to the mid-state. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, it's, it's the biggest draw. I mean, it, it's just a... It's, it's been targeted, as mm -hmm. we all know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, how our leadership handles it is going to be the the, the major um, factor on really how successful. We don't want to become a major city like uh, Chicago or Atlanta or anything like that that you, you um, inherit – a lot of problems when you have a major city yeah and, yep. and and the larger it gets the more problems you have right and and i think too uh um you know it, it, like i said it doesn't matter who the sheriff is. it doesn't matter it's just because the i think rutherford county was the, the uh growth wise for years or at least 10 years ago or five years ago uh fastest growing we See, still are. Still are yeah. in the country. Yeah. Whoa, that's that's powerful. But it just tells you what the people really want. Um, there, the cost of living in a major area is unbelievable. I can remember my buddy uh, Russ Pullett. Now he he's a uh, uh, he's with the government in uh, Nashville. He's one of the city leaders there. But he told me that when they would transfer a an agent from say from this area to uh new york they didn't get any compensation for that transfer and it was very difficult to be able to afford to live in in those major cities because mm -hmm. the cost just escalates straight up mm -hmm. and and uh, now people who live up in that area are in california uh, -huh. uh and and we hope that they have the same attitude we do when they move from California uh, or New York to here. Uh, they can live like kings yeah, because right. the cost of living is so much lower here, right. and we we don't have a state income tax or anything like right. that. Can you imagine if you're a pro athlete and uh, say if you're playing for the New York Yankees and you're making $10 million a year, and you move here with no state income tax. Look how much money they save, and and uh, the money stays with them when when they come here. But it's also people here will uh, welcome them with open arms rather than uh, boo them or yeah. kick them or whatever like that. I mean, this is uh, the, that's why we vote different than New York or California or Michigan or the, uh, those type places. Because we're happy here, mm -hmm. and, and people like each other. We don't go around uh, throwing rocks through their windows and things like that. Mm -hmm. it, it's just uh, it, it, it's a throwback, you might say, for people who come from that. It's a throwback to the way things used to be probably in their area. Mm -hmm. And uh, throwing a bunch of people together who have different attitudes, it just pretty much makes... Uh, I, I was going to say the H word, but it, it's kind of like that when, when you have to live in a place like that compared to here. Well, I tell people uh, in, in Wilson County that I know and 
And I tell people uh, uh, here and make uh, kind of like make light of it, but I'm being serious. And they talk about how it is and the traffic and this and this. Mm-hmm. And I say, move east, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, each state is uh, its own country when you get right down to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's part of the problem we had back in the 1860s that everyone had uh, every state danced to its own drummer mm-hmm. and that's that's uh that's pretty difficult mm-hmm. we you can you believe we ran out of time already what time is it bud it's saying on my computer that we've run out of time i don't like it when we run out of time 1009 oh goodness gracious well, I've enjoyed having you. Thank you. Uh, Same here. Thank you're you. a lot of fun, and you're a good friend. And I hope uh, the world is good to you, and your road is smooth. No, well, no, no uh, potholes in your road as you go through life. I know. I've, I've had a blessed life. Things always don't turn out like you want them. Yeah. But you let time go by, and you'll see why they yeah. turned out that way. And uh, uh, man's rejection is God's protection. Yeah, you're right. It's okay. It's all good. Well, all I can say is uh, Cannon County is very blessed to have you over in that county. Well, I'm enjoying it, enjoying the people, and uh, I'm ready to start kayaking down the river. All right. <laughs> I won't be doing that with you. Charlie, Charlie Brandon and I have football shoulders now. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.